Welcome to Deep Impact Investing with Kimberly Griego-Kyle from Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. In this podcast, we talk about sustainable investing and how your portfolio reflects your values. Do your investments seek accountability from corporations that govern more and more of our society and even the lives we lead? Listen in as we explore the question, are you investing like you give a damn? Hello and welcome to Deep Impact Investing with Kimberly Gray O'Kyle from Horizons Sustainable Financial Services. Good afternoon, Kim. How are you? I'm good, Eric. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I, uh, you gave me just a preview of the, the podcast today and you said we have something pretty serious to address and it's going to be a little different. Yes, we do. This is going to be a little bit different than my normal podcasts. So, All right. Yeah, yeah. So what are we talking about? Well, I wanted to address a article that was written in our local New Mexican, Santa Fe, New Mexican newspaper. Okay. So, yeah, there's a, a, a local advisor here in town who writes a regular monthly column. It's, the column is called the, uh, the Holy Trinity of Finance, written by Doug Lynham. All right. So, he, he, yeah, he, he writes a column, and uh, Doug is, uh, again, he's a, a local advisor. So he's written a column about a new a proposed rule by the Department of Labor. So this column, of course, is his opinion. And I have some issues with what he's written in this August 31st column that, that was just written a few days ago. So I hmm. have a very different opinion than what he's written. So all right. Well, how do you want to yeah. cover this? Do we want to kind of pull out the pieces that you're concerned about and, and talk about those? Yeah. So I, I think what we should do is talk about the proposed rule that the Department of Labor has put out uh, at the end of June and and then come back to the article. So I thought maybe we would we would go that route first. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. So uh, back in the end of June, the Department of Labor has a, a proposed rule that they put out, and there's always a comment period uh, for any proposed rule. So the Department of Labor covers a, a lot of issues, and, and, and this particular rule covers ERISA plans. And when we say ERISA plans, that means 401ks, 403bs, plans that pretty much any employer would I- employ for their employees to have uh, savings for retirement. So this particular rule says, well, is proposing that, and this is how it relates to to my business, that these plans, the 401ks, the 403bs, would need to address ESG mutual funds a little bit differently than they have in the past. Meaning the 401k plans would have to look at these ESG mutual funds. And when uh, again, I want to remind listeners, ESG means environmental, social, and governance mm-hmm. screenings in plans. So these plans uh, would have to address those particular mutual funds, uh, again, a little differently, and look at those factors differently than they might look at factors in other mutual funds in the plans. 
So how what so? does that mean? So, yeah, how so? The, the Department of Labor wants advisors who are fiduciaries in a 401k or a 403b plan, um, while they may not be f- fiduciaries in other investments, you are automatically a fiduciary in a 401k or 403b plan. So you have to look at those factors, those ESG factors, as very material to the investment. And uh, the Department of Labor is saying that that you must make adjustments when you're looking at a a, a mutual fund that has ESG factors. And the specific language that is at question here and mm-hmm. the difference between what Doug and I are differing about is whether or not ESG funds are going to be banned in 401k plans. So this proposed rule doesn't ban them. What it says is that you have to take a special look at ESG funds. And there's something in a 401k plan that says all plans have to have something called a QDIA, which means a qualified default investment alternative. So when a a participant says, yes, I'm going to participate in my 401k plan or 403b, and I'm just going to put my money in there, but they fail to make a choice as to what their investments will go into, because you can choose, right? Mm-hmm. You, you get a selection, but sometimes people just don't choose. So these QD, QDIAs are the default alternatives, the default investments. The DOL is saying, well, we're not really sure that it's appropriate for those QDIAs to be ESG related. Mm-hmm. Because we're concerned that these ESG funds may not have the same type of performance, that the screening is possibly going to affect performance, right? Well, they're kind of basing that off of some old data, very outdated data, and we'll Mm -hmm. come back to that. So that's what's at issue, really, is whether the QDIAs can be ESG screened, not whether or not you can have any ESG fund within your plan. This is the proposed rule. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So there's been an open comment period. And normally that comment period is around 60 days, but they shortened it to only 30 days. So during that time period, uh, there were approximately 8,000 comment letters. Uh, 95% or so of those comment letters opposed this proposed rule. Mm-hmm. Okay, there has been no finalization of this yet. So, let's go back to Doug's article from five days ago. All right. So today's September fourth, right? This article was published on August thirty first, twenty twenty. Doug's article boldly states <laughs> that investment advisors, and I'm quoting, investment advisors managing socially responsible environment plans could soon risk breaking the law if they put their clients' best interests first. Okay. Hmm. What exactly does that mean? Breaking the law, right? (laughs) And then then he says the proposed rule would make such plans illegal. 
putting, you know, what he's saying is putting ESG funds within a 401k plan would be illegal. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> yeah, that, um, yeah, that's really strong verbiage that it is. if it's yeah. not, if, the, if that's not accurate, that's going to cause people to panic and freak out. That's not. Right. Okay. This is my concern. First of all, I think it's very inflammatory. It's a scare tactic, uh, which I'm not really clear why this language is being used. Hmm. Because a rule is very different than a law. The Department of Labor does not create laws. They create rules. Mm -hmm. Rules are guidelines, not laws. It's not illegal. So no one is breaking a law. Right? Yeah. And I'm very concerned about this type of language written in a paper. I've already had one client email me with language I won't repeat on a podcast. <laughs> mm -hmm. Basically saying, what the heck does this mean? Should I be concerned? And I, you know, my response was no, we should not be concerned. You know, no one is going to get in trouble for having ESG funds or sustainable funds in their portfolios and their retirement plans. First of all, it's a proposed rule and we don't know how it will play out yet, but it's not going to be illegal. So I think we're okay with that. And again, proposed rules and finalized rules can be very different things. Mm -hmm. What the proposed rule is and what it ends up being at the final piece can be completely different, which is why there's a comment period and an educational period sometimes for the Department of Labor. So one of the things I want to mention, I did some research and there's a gentleman named Bradford Campbell. He is a, a benefits attorney for uh, in Washington, D.C., and he's a nationally recognized expert on employer retirement plans. And he used to be the assistant secretary for employee benefits and, and uh, security for the U.S. Department of Labor. That was his job, mm. and now he's in private practice. So I, I think he has a pretty good understanding of how the Department of Labor works since his job, his primary job was um, regulatory enforcement of official ERISA plans. And again, ERISA plans are these 401ks and 403bs that we're talking about. So what he said was this proposed rule is basically requiring fiduciaries to make adjustments to financial factors in these ERISA-based plans, in these 401ks and 403bs, and that this specific language in the proposal does not ban ESG funds. Mm -hmm. And those are his words. It does not ban them. I kind of tend to think he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Because his job was enforcement in the Department of Labor. Again, what he continues to say is that if a product or a mutual fund otherwise is a prudent investment, which is the job of a financial advisor, to make sure 
that these mutual funds that you're selecting for the planned participants is prudent, then it's acceptable for the plan, Mm -hmm. whether it's an ESG-focused fund or not. So if you're choosing a myriad of funds, which you should, you should have some ESG funds and non-ESG funds because not everyone is going to want one or the other, and both can be included. Mm -hmm. But what you should not do, according to the rule, is have the qualified default investment alternative at this point be, probably be, probably not be, the ESG fund until we figure out what's going to happen with this rule. It could be in the future. But he also says the Department of Labor really is kind of basing this off of much older data where we had ESG funds that did not perform well, where we have a historical misunderstanding of how ESG really worked and how there was a, a misunderstanding of the underperformance of uh, sustainable funds or ESG funds. And that really isn't true. We have a long-term track record of more than 30 years that shows ESG funds can perform similarly as non-ESG funds. And when we talk about ESG funds, there there's a difference in there's a different performance track that we're going to look at than say a mutual fund that is doing a very tight social screening uh, when you're thinking about maybe a social justice type portfolio mm-hmm. that is going to screen out a lot more things and um, look at a lot more in-depth type items where the idea is to to really look at shareholder advocacy and the, the idea isn't isn't really about looking at performance. It's looking about social change. An ESG fund is also very much focused about uh, around performance and a, a broader picture of, of social issues. So there's a difference there. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I mean, definitely makes sense. And from, from my understanding, just kind of going back to the DOL, if the DOL were to make a ruling and it becomes finalized, it's still not even necessarily somebody breaking the law. They, maybe no. they could be penalized, but it's not something that would be illegal. Right. I mean, that's that's my understanding yeah. from what the DOL handles. I mean, they, they handle all sorts of different things, but I've never seen anything about them um, making a ruling that would then make it illegal. It's just. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, there's there's no illegal about this. And, uh, you know, according to uh, Mr. Campbell, you know, again, who used to work for the DOL, there's nothing in this rule that would say you cannot use ESG funds Mm, at all in a retirement plan, in a 401k plan, in an ERISA-based plan. So going back to Doug's article, I just, I guess I don't understand the, the language that he's using and why I, I don't understand why, <laughs> I guess is my point. Why would you say it's going to be illegal? You're, you're never going to be able to do this. And, you know, the, the regulation's going to, you know, make these plans, you know, illegal. And, you know, it, it's just going to be a, a problem. And, you know, the advisors are never going to be able to do it again because it's not. It's a sort of inflammatory language. And I'm not really sure 
what he expects to get out of this. Yeah, that's the biggest problem right now is that my next question was going to be purely your opinion, but I was going to ask you, why do you think he did this? Why do you think he would publish this article or write this article in this way? And I mean, obviously, you're kind of taken aback by it, as am I. It just, again, leading people down the wrong path or to the wrong conclusions just does not seem like in anybody's best interest. It's not in anyone's best interest. And again, it's my opinion. And Doug, who I, I want to say I know well, we've met on many occasions. I've had dinner with him, mm -hmm. um, has written articles similar to this before. I don't know why uh, he tends to write articles in this way. So I'd love to ask him and get a response, but I, I'm not sure I would directly. We have written rebuttals to him in the online forum for the paper and not gotten responses to similar based articles as this. Uh, we have, I guess, tried to elicit a response to similarly, inflammatory isn't quite the word I wanna use, but they, they are a little inflammatory. Mm -hmm. They're fear-based. I don't work from that perspective, so I, I don't I don't know. But I think if you, in, for some people, if you make them afraid, then maybe they will come to you for advice. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know. Uh, that's not the kind of client I would want to attract but maybe that's the kind of client he feels like he wants to attract. Something else I noticed in the article as well, at the very beginning, he mentions that his firm builds environmentally sustainable retirement plans. And he says, quote, in fact, we created the first ever environmentally sustainable retirement plan for any school or nonprofit. And I know he began his career working to help local schools make their retirement plans more sustainable mm -hmm. and helping them create uh, retirement plans that were that had more socially responsible uh, options in them but i am pretty sure he did not uh, create the first ever environmentally socially re socially or sustainable retirement plan ever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd have to do a little research, but I'm pretty sure that's not true. Because, you know, we have had a uh, nonprofit uh, organization that we've worked with for, I'm going to say going back to probably mm, 2006. I've had that retirement plan. Um, and then before that, they were with directly with a mutual fund. And their, their 403B was with uh, a, a mutual fund. So that's, that is a retirement plan mm -hmm. that they've had for their employees. Probably for the organization's been around for 31 years. I don't think they started that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so I don't think they created the first ever retirement plan. And there's also an organization called Social K, which creates retirement plans that include sustainable options and they've been around for a number of years 
So uh, I don't know that um, Doug's been involved with that. I'm pretty sure he hasn't. And I think they might um, oppose this statement. So again, I think there's some things in here that are not uh, as clear as they could be. Well, and here's the thing. I know you. I know you quite well. I know the <laughs> guests that you've brought on the show. I know yeah. um, the people that you work with. And you're all about being solution-oriented. Yes. And giving people hope and guidance on what can be done and what you can do. And while you were talking, I was really curious. So I pulled up the article. Uh, and he ends the article with no hope whatsoever or advice or guidance. Mm, um, yeah. He ends it on uh, basically, well, I'll, I'll quote it. In the meantime, Wall Street is coming to its own conclusion Investing for the future while destroying the future is absurd. That's that there is no call to action for anyone no. to do anything about this. If they, you know, if he's causing concern, which this article definitely causes concern, why wouldn't you put some resources in here to say if you want to have your voice heard, like you've done before with advocacy? I, I just don't. Again, I, I do believe that you are on the right track by in your thinking because I agree with it, and and I know that this is just our opinion. But I, I believe this is fear mongering or, or putting, you know, ideas in people's heads. And well, if they are scared enough or if they're concerned enough, they have no other recourse but to reach out to him. How convenient. Sorry. Right. I'm just going to say that uh, there is nothing in here that says, hey, if you're concerned, reach out this way or call your congressman, senator, you know, contact the DOJ this way or whatever. I just don't think that's a. a, a it comes down to clickbait almost in a way. I don't know. Right. Well, yes. And, you know, just above that, he says, you know, if the new rule becomes law, and again, these are not laws, they're rules for ERISA-based plans, it, it will deprive most Americans' pr uh, primary savings vehicle, their retirement plan, of investment products that can help us all secure a more comfortable retirement while combating some of our worst social and environmental ills. Again, that's that's not I'm sorry, but that's not the truth because you the the rule does not say you cannot have any ESG funds within the plan options. It simply doesn't say that. Hmm. It's yeah. it's not eliminating them at all. They can still be in there. They can still be options. So it's, they'll, they'll be available. They just cannot, according to the rule, be those QDIA options. The default. So, the, right, the default options. Yeah. So they'll still be available. Now, here's something else I will offer. Because, I, again, I want to give some hope, which is true. This is what I like to do. There's a Because the, the comment period for this is closed. So... Folks cannot give comments on this particular rule. Mm -hmm. It's in that period where the DOL is reviewing comments and working on a final ruling for that. And if it if the if the ruling doesn't come to a, a place where those of us in the social investment industry are happy with it, you know, there may be some some litigation or some follow up to that. So we'll see what happens there. Because U.S. SIF, the U.S. Sustainable Investment Forum, is definitely on top of this. Mm -hmm. There's another proposed rule that is has been put out recently about proxy voting in 
401k plans in, a, in 403b plans in ERISA-based plans. And there may be some limitations to how those can be voted within these ERISA-based plans, and, uh, especially along the um, ESG lines. So that would be something that listeners should pay attention to and and look at commenting on or pay, you know certainly paying attention to and seeing what's going to happen with that because right now is comment period on that. So US CIF is in the forefront of that and um, asking advisors like myself to make our own comments on this proposed rule. Again, mm-hmm. it's a proposed rule and you know, in terms of limiting advisors and folks who have ERISA-based plans, you know, their ability to comment, or I'm sorry, their ability to vote proxies in an ESG fashion within 401k plans. Again, this is based on the old school idea of what SRI is or sustainable investment is. So there's got to be some education of the folks in the DOL on how we've moved ESG and SRI forward. Hopefully, there'll be a new administration soon, and we can (laughs) kind of get past that because, you know, some of that is, you know, those are appointed positions, but we'll see what happens. So that's where we get some hope is looking forward on, on those particular pieces and saying, here's another piece that is sort of churning, and we've got to um, work on that. So... Yeah, and, and again, as you were speaking, I was just scanning, and, and nowhere in the article does it say anything about USCIF being involved and, and being on top of it or action being taken. It's just all kind of the gloom and doom, and hey, this this could be you know this could affect everybody. Uh, and, right. and and you said it, so I, I have to, we're we're really running short on time, which is unfortunate yep. because this could be a great longer conversation. But I have two things that I, I'm going to ask. I guess you mentioned earlier that you have replied to some of the articles in the newspaper and you've never gotten a response. (laughs) And I don't know if you would get much of a response from this, but I'm going to ask listeners, if you're interested in maybe opening up this conversation, please share this podcast with him. I'm not going to necessarily give his contact information over the podcast, but obviously if he writes articles for the Santa Fe New Mexican and you know his name, uh, which is in this podcast, you're welcome to look him up, but please, by all means, send him this podcast uh, because if there's other information that he has that we don't or that Kim doesn't, I would love to know it. I would love to know why the article is, is framed this way. But th- that's just my opinion. Kim, I don't know if you, you can you can strike this from the podcast if you want, but I just think it would be an, an opportunity maybe for him to say, oh, well, maybe I, I shouldn't put it all as gloom and doom and, and do some fear-mongering in there and let's, let's provide some hope for people because that's what ESG truly, in my opinion, should be about. And then secondly, the second piece that I would ask is that Kim – I know that you're more than open to conversations, whether it's with Doug or with anybody who's listening to this uh, about the situation, continuing the conversation. Maybe they have some other questions that cropped up because of the article or because of what we've discussed today. Can they call you or email you and, and maybe make some time, put some time on your calendar to be able to alleviate those fears or say, hey, what's the real deal? I would love to have them contact me. They can call me at the office. The number is 505 9661 and my extension is 101 or they can send an email to kim at horizons sf 
com. All right. And I want you to always have the last word. I, I, I spoke way too much on this podcast. This is yours. <laughs> no, it's great. <laughs> what is the, give us the last word. What's the last thing you want to tell the audience? Well, I think um, what I'd like to tell the audience is there's no fear in having sustainable investments in our portfolio or ESG investments or whatever we want to call them. And even though there are folks out there who want to use scare tactics to further whatever they feel is their position, I guess. I, 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 I'm not really sure why people use that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always an option and a, a different perspective and a, a way to look at something on a brighter path. Even when we feel like there's so much going on, and and there truly is a lot going on in our world right now. So looking at it in a a different way is a better path. ESG investments is the better path. Mm -hmm. And having that available to us is what's going to get us to a brighter future. The DOL proposed rule is not eliminating these options from our retirement plans. Over the last 10 years, there are more ESG options available in 401k plans than ever. And I am proud of that. And I am happy to have that available. I don't manage a lot of 401k plans or 403b plans. It's just not a major part of our business. But I do find those for clients when they want them and help them with their companies and guide them in the right path. So I know they're available, and I will help people when they want them. I, I don't believe that, that, that these are going to go away. Yeah. I, only, I believe it will get stronger. Well, I, I love our time together every time. I, I leave these conversations with hope um, because I always hear something new. And I appreciate that about what you bring to the table. And thank you for educating me and every every listener out there. Well, that's my job. I, I really <laughs> believe in, I, I really believe in educating clients, yeah. and I, I tell new clients that all the time that educating them is a huge part of what I do. Absolutely. Thank you again, Kim. You're welcome. Thanks, Eric. You bet. And the last thank you, of course, goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Deep Impact Investing Podcast with Kimberly Griego Kyle. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Kim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends, family, or maybe somebody who wrote an article in a newspaper. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Horizon Sustainable Financial Services, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Deep Impact Investing Podcast, the sustainable, responsible, impact investing podcast that shows you how to get your voice heard. It's time to start investing like you give a damn. To ask a question that we can answer on an upcoming podcast, email us at info at horizonssfs.com or join the conversation on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash horizons sustainable financial services or give us a call at 505-982-9661.
Don't forget to click the subscribe button to be notified when new episodes become available. The companies we may speak about during our podcast are not recommendations for investment only. You and your financial advisor can determine what the right investments are for you and your situation. Horizon Sustainable Financial Services is a registered investment advisor registered with the state of New Mexico and other jurisdictions were registered or exempted. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the host and or guest and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.